You are listening to A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. Tips, tricks, and stories on how to succeed in sales and life. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. I am Aaron Rector, confidence coach and business strategist. I am so excited to have Paul Casey with me today. Paul is the owner of Growing Forward Services. And welcome to the show, Paul. It is fantastic to be here. Uh, I'm so happy to have you. It's been so long since we chatted. How have you been? It's been great. You know, one year ending, one year beginning, going new goals, you know, celebrating uh, the wins of last year. It's a great time of year. It really is. I always take this time and I'm so, you know, like you said, I'm very reflective on the year that's just passed. And I think that we can all agree 2021 was, you know, just the continuation of 2020 pretty much, yep. but really excited to see what 2022 has in store and just really uh, focusing on goals and really spending my time being as productive as possible. So Super excited to have you on the show. Before we dive in, if you would just tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. So who is Paul Casey? Yes. Well, first of all, I am a husband of my lovely wife, Laura, and we're a blended family. So I've got two. She's got two. They're all about three and a half years apart. And mine are named after state capitals, Austin and Cheyenne. So if we uh, had I a was fourth, just going to ask, I was like, which, which two? <laughs> yeah, if we would have had a third, it would have been Lincoln or Madison. So we, we had that oh, one it. nailed down, but uh, awesome. Yeah. We have a new puppy named Gizmo. He's a little Lhasa Apso and just a delight uh, to have in the house right now. I live here in the beautiful state of Washington, the evergreen state on the east side, uh, the Spokane side of the mountain. And uh, yeah, I've been doing this business for uh, 10 years as of this week. The first uh, few were- Oh, happy anniversary. uh, Thank you. Thank you. The first were, while I had the day job, the dream job was bubbling up. And then since 2015, being an entrepreneur full-time, doing coaching, uh, leadership coaching and training and team building is sort of a three-legged stool for professional growth. So I love what I do, live in my purpose every day. Oh, I love it. And you're also a podcaster as well. Indeed. Indeed. I have a local one here in the Tri-Cities called the Tri-Cities Influencer and just starting a national podcast called Grow Forward Today. Oh, that's so exciting. Awesome. I can't wait to check it out when it comes out. That's, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about, so how did you end up in business for yourself? Yeah, I was a nonprofit before that and I loved it. You know, it was, it was great. And it gave me a lot of views of leaders and different types of leaders, whether that was boards or uh, leaders above me and fellow leaders on core teams that I was on. But I always felt like there were people in the world that really wanted to grow. They were hungry for growth and they would pay money for that too, because they were, they're going to put their money where their mouth is. Right. And so I wanted to go for that hungry audience because where I was at, it was like, Oh, people, if their company was paying for it, great, you know, or uh, the people around me, maybe they wanted to be coached, maybe not. But I just felt like there was this audience out there that was matched. What was built inside of me like that, like the greatest need out there was matched to the greatest, you know, skill that I had. And huh. I just had to try it. I had to put it together. It scared the Dickens out of my wife uh, to, to go on the entrepreneur journey and say uh, goodbye to the, the steady paycheck and yep. hello to your income going to zero. But uh, I knew it was what I was on this planet to do. And that was help people grow. 
Oh, I love that so much. I feel like you and I have such similar backgrounds and similar uh, passions for this industry. And that actually brings me to uh, the topic that I'd love to talk to you about today is leadership because you're, you know, obviously that's one of your uh, expertise and that's what you spend a lot of your time in. So when it comes to leaders, like Tell me about what is your strategy when you are trying to help someone become a leader or a better leader? Yeah, I I really try to drill down to the top two skills that I think all leaders have. There are so many leadership proficiencies out there. And people have asked me, you know, Paul, if you could nail down to two, what, what do you think makes an effective leader? And I say it's vision and relationships because every follower, we'll just call them follower, quote unquote, is looking to their leader to say, where are you taking me? And they're also looking to their leader to say, do you care about me? And if I can get the answer to those two questions in the affirmative as a follower, then I'll probably follow you anywhere. I'll walk through walls for you because I know that you're on my side and we're going to this great place together. Yeah, no, that's such a good point. I really, um, I can agree with that as well. I think I personally would put relationships above, like I would put relationships as number one, because I think that's really the most important piece here, but I do think that they really need to go hand in hand. So I love that you just said that. So I have something, I don't know if it's really a question or just a conversation, (laughs) but um, you know, it's very interesting to me. And I'm thinking of uh, someone that I'm working with uh, currently and, you know, it's interesting because this person is the most caring person and has just that wants to take care of their people more than anything else. However, that doesn't come across Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to figure out the disconnect there. So I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that. You know, if that's ever been something that you that because it's and it's not just like a one-off because you know what I mean like I've had yeah. leaders before that I'm like does this person you know they treat me a certain way but you know I don't see that relationship with everyone but you know there's always two sides to every sure. corner, right so sure. uh, well, but this is not that this is a consistent feedback across the board so have you ever experienced anything like that I'm curious yeah well, first of all, I think the person's on the right track because you have to want to develop people. Yeah. You have to really care in order to be in leadership. And I've seen so many people get promoted into a leadership role that don't really care about people development. Yes. And I think it's a tragedy. I mean, it's hurting all it those people underneath them. So the it sounds like that person's heart is in the right place. So that's, that's the first thing I would say. The second is yeah. there seems to be either a self-awareness or a social awareness issue. And I think Emotional intelligence is uh, a key skill that's even gotten more amped up in our virtual world and in in the land of COVID uh, and all the things I read. And I read a lot about leadership. Emotional intelligence is now at the top. It's like, you've got to nail that down and you've got to get better at it. If you're looking through a screen at somebody, or you're going to see someone occasionally in a hybrid environment, you have to be even twice as good as you were before. So it's possible that that person is lacking a little bit of that self or social awareness. Definitely. Now that you say that, I can see that as well, but you just brought up a good point too. And it's funny because I never, I never saw myself as a leader. You know, I was, you let's rewind 20 years ago and I'm just, you know, plugging away at my day job. And I remember having an amazing conversation with our vice president of our division. And she just, 
it was like mind boggling to her that I didn't want to step up and become a leader as like my next phase of, of, of development. And I was like, oh, I, I can't do that. She's like, you have such emotional intelligence and you can read people so well. I've never seen it. She's like, if I could, if I could take whatever that was and teach it to people, I would do it. She said, but you just have it naturally. And so that really, that conversation right there literally changed the course of the rest of my life because I would have never, I would have never felt confident enough to be like, oh, wow. Like people see me as a leader. Like I, it was, I couldn't even, it was the furthest thing from my mind. And to just have that tiny little spark of conversation, I went home and I thought about it. I was like, well, if she sees this in me, maybe somebody else does. And, you know, and then it just kind of manifested itself into, well, maybe I should follow this. And I did. And I was, I became a district manager, worked my way up through leadership. And now I'm, you know, a leader and a coach of others. So it's, wow. it's really interesting. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really amazing. And another point that I just thought of, and I promise I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> is that, you know what, it really is so important to tell people what you think of them, like in a constructive, positive, you know, uplifting yeah. way. You know, I think it's really important if you see positivity in somebody or something great that they do, man, tell them. I think it's just so important. Yeah. It's the power of a leader's words. Uh, most people are looking to their immediate supervisor for their validation, you know, of how, how am I getting along? Am I being successful? Am I not? Am I, am I helping the organization get to its mission and its vision? And a lot of leaders keep that inside or they think they've said it, but they haven't actually said it out loud. I would say over communicate that in leadership, especially in the land of COVID that we're in now. We need more appreciation than ever and more empowerment in our words. And look what it did for you. I mean, it. Uh, in fact, most of the leaders I coach can, uh, can ask them the question, where did your leadership journey start? And usually there's a mentor somewhere yeah. back in their story that gave them those, I believe in you words yep. and it changed the course of their future. Yeah, I completely agree. So talk to me a little bit more about, you know, I know we talked about the, the two qualities of good leaders, but talk to me more about like, how do you specifically strategize getting someone to the next level? We do a lot of self-awareness activities, which is, you know, probably the key of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. So we'll do a lot of assessments. I feel like I haven't met an assessment. I don't like, I probably have a, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have such a bucket full of these that I could pull out. I've got a drawer here. That's bulging. <laughs> Of assessments. So I'll listen for what I hear. Like you're a, you're a confidence coach. So I'll pull out a tool on confidence. If I feel like they've got imposter syndrome, you know, and pull one of those out, I'll pull out something on if they're struggling with conflict all the time, and then they're waffling, you know, in those conflicts and not saying what they need to say. Right. And when they confront someone, I'll pull out a conflict style and then a, a win-win and conflict kind of assessment. And there's just so many of them. And I'm trying to match what they need with some self-awareness. And then once they have that awareness to move them into transformation, move them into getting better in that leadership proficiency. And really that's a trial and error basis. As you know, coaches, we're just, we're in the moment with people and we're helping them process their leadership life. And that is so much fun for me. And there's no cookie cutter for that. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a good point. And, you know, I think that it's said, it's definitely said out there, you know, everyone's different. I don't know when this actually like 
happened for me that I really realized like, that's not just stuff people say, <laughs> like what works for me and what works for you is going to be completely different. And it can still make both of us successful in completely different ways. And I feel like, again, I'm not really sure what that aha moment was for me. It was really um, a game changer. Once I realized, you know, we hear so much out there, especially on social media, look what I did here, follow exactly what I did. And now you'll make six figures a month, you know, those kinds of things. And it's not, it's just not that way. <laughs> yeah. I think it's helpful to have a model as a coach. Like mine yeah. is a very simple grow model. It's, it's out there. It's not anything unique to me, but when I'm with a coaching client, I want to know, gee, what are their goals? Or what's their vision for their life in that area? It could be wellness, could be relationships, could be their career future. R yeah. is re reality and reality is where are they now? Where are they stuck? What are they trying that's working? What's not working? And then there's a gap between G and R. And as a coach, I jump into the gap with them. I sort of use that, that visualization, right? I'm in that gap with you. And we do O, which is, and that's where I ask them a whole stance to try to pick their brain for what they really want out of their job or their life. And then W is the way forward. And that is what's the thing that's really connected to them at the heart level that they're going to fully commit to. Like they're all in, I'm going to write it down. They're going to write it down. It's an action plan. I'm going to hold you accountable to it loosely. I'm not your boss, but you know, I'll, right. I'll loosely hold you accountable to <laughs> right. it. If you, if you don't get it done by our next session, I will ask and we'll try to explore why you didn't get it done. Right. But it's a very simple model that can be applied in any coaching situation. Yeah, no, I love that. That's such a great, such a great model. And I do think it is important to have a structure, but again, I just, you know, it's just so interesting to see, like you said, it's not cookie cutter. Uh, I did want to touch on one thing because you were talking about all your self-assessments, which I love, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're a big behavioral style uh, person too. Is that correct? Do I remember from our previous yes, conversation? Uh, yeah. So even though I'm certified to teach the disc, I do like oh, yeah. the animal personality styles, uh, my favorite, because it's just so much fun. I think I get more animated when I present that one than any of the other seminars that I do on soft skills. So the four animal styles are the lion, the otter, the golden retriever, and the beaver style. And when I explain this to clients or teams of people, we get a like I said, we get a good laugh because we're poking at our, our quirkiness right. But on the other side of it, we can become better teammates when we know how to best communicate with one another and with our customers and clients too. Absolutely. Yeah. I could not agree more. Um, I am also very familiar with the disc and, um, Myers-Briggs, you know, all the personality and behavioral styles. Um, I am curious though, do, do they, do they line up with the disc? They do. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, I figured. And, <laughs> and even the social styles too. So, you know, the lion is the, is the high D the dominant, the driver, the, yeah. uh, the otter is the high eye uh, on the disc, which is, um, uh, also let's see, it's the expressive on the social styles. Yes. The, uh, the S is on the disc. It was that steady. It's the golden retriever. Right. Right. And the amiable personality style. And then the right. C, the, uh, conscientious or correctness is the beaver style. And that is the analytical. That's hilarious. I was just going to say, before you even mentioned that, I was, I was absolutely going to say, gonna I'm guess the them. otter. <laughs> I am the otter. 100%. My wife is too. Yes. <laughs> and my husband is the beaver. 
100%. Usually marry your opposite. (laughs) You know, it's so funny because I brought that up. So my boss in, uh, it does a presentation on behavioral style and it's phenomenal. He's so, he's so charismatic. He's an expressive as well. And he's just, he just does this. He's done it for so many years. He's just, you know, he could do it in his sleep, but he's so good at it. But it was interesting because at the very end, like once it was over and we were chatting about like his wife and then my husband and a few other people in the room who I had met there significant others. And I was like, every single one of us married our opposite, <laughs> like wow. exact opposite. And I was like, do you, I mean, obviously it would not be anything concrete, but I'm like, do you think that that's what makes our relationship successful? Like I, I it's the so. fact that they're opposites. <laughs> yeah. And, and, okay. Here's my theory, Aaron. And I don't have any proof of this, but I think we have to have enough sameness in our style to get along for the long haul, Yes, but we need a little, we need the difference for the spice of life, you know? So Absolutely. my wife and I are both golden retrievers, uh, in how we deal with people, right? We're never going to yell at you right. know, a, a, a waitress, a server, you know, or somebody like that. We're always going to treat them and defer to them. But, um, so we're, that's our sameness, but I'm the, uh, I'm the beaver. She's the otter. And because of that, she keeps me spontaneous and I bring some structure to her life. (laughs) That's exactly me and my husband. So I'm the otter and he's the beaver. And he, I mean, he... I don't know what I would do without him because I can never find my keys, but I know that exactly. my husband probably picked him up and put him back on the key rack. That's they where go. they go, Aaron, the key rack. <laughs> Everything has its place. That's right. And I'm like, where, where's the key? I know we, we beaver, we beavers want to organize everybody else. <laughs> yes. He is so organized, but not like uh, my dad's really organized too, but he's like crazy organized. You know, my husband's just normal organized. <laughs> ah, nice. Nice. <laughs> I love it, but we do mellow each other out for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I find this stuff so fun. And honestly, I had never, uh, I had vaguely heard of the animal styles, but uh, that's so fun. That's got to be a really fun presentation to, Mm -hmm. uh, to host. So talk to me a little bit about how do people work with you? So what, you know, where do you, what is your ideal client? What kind of businesses are you partnering with and how would they work with you? Yeah, it's interesting. I think my ideal client is a mid-level manager. So it's a supervisor of some sort, usually not the CEO, although I'm I'm game for that. But I would say that what over time, when you're a coach, you start gravitating to certain kind of clients or they gravitate yeah. towards you. And I never expected that. I heard that at the beginning of the journey, but it really has become true. So it's people on their way up in their organization. They probably struggle with work-life balance. They probably have a family. They, uh, but they want to move to the next level. They want to have influence. So that could be a business owner, entrepreneur. Like I said, it could be a middle manager in a company. Um, I've probably, have, I've gravitated less of the life coaching, uh, you know, find, helping people find their ultimate purpose, although I could do that as well. And uh, what's really interesting is I wasn't expecting it, but a lot of government work. So I've found a middle manager and oh, that's interesting. Uh, in a company, uh, in a government organization. And then he opened the door, sort of the back door uh, into an organization, didn't come in through HR and professional development, but came in through, hey, would you help my team? And through the coaching that has started with six clients and became seven and eight and 10 and now 25. And so this has become an anchor client, I like to call them, where you've like, that's a majority 
or a good chunk of your income that you never want it to be the majority. Cause if it goes away tomorrow, right. then you're hurting, right? <laughs> yeah. So then you're in I pain. Yeah. <laughs> but that anchor client gives you a lot more confidence that you're on the right track. Yeah. And then you could start attracting others who come towards your message. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you mentioned something um, in that talking about um, really helping people with work-life balance. And I know that that's just such a huge topic. How, first of all, how do you uh, manage your work-life balance? Whew, okay. So I'm a beaver, right? So I am a total time managed Nazi. <laughs> I bet. So, so if you were to see my calendar, which is also up in front of me here, it looks, you'd probably get nauseous as an otter uh, looking at <laughs> yes. all those, those colors and everything looks booked from morning to night because yep. I block my time. I, I learned that when I had a a legal pad, which most people have the legal pad to do list or some kind of electronic to do list that I would look at that and go, it's an, I want, I don't want to do list. You know, it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I would pick the easy one just to be able to cross it off yep. and get something to the finish line. Cause you get that rush of dopamine when you cross something off, like, yes, I right. got that done. Did it. <laughs> but those priorities just sat there on the list day after day until I learned this concept of time blocking where you make appointments with yourself. And so I literally make appointments with myself for everything in my life. Yeah. Exercise, yep. when you talk about work-life balance, uh, professional reading, spirituality is in that for me and worship. Dates with my wife are on there. My kids are uh, young adults now, but uh, you know, time with my kids was on there and literally everything is on there. So yeah, it might be a little OCD. It leans a little bit to that side, but it also triples my productivity. Yeah, I will say that my, that was one of the best tips that my husband gave me as I started making, like you said, appoint, appointments with myself. Like I blocked out everything at my exercise, the time where I was taking Lucas to school in the morning, lunch, uh, even my afternoon walk is is blocked out just I mean, it's just so much easier for me to do that. But the one thing I was going to say is you want to hear about OCD. My husband had a car that we sold about a year ago and it was probably, I don't know, eight years old or whatever, but we sold it and he literally printed out a PDF or an Excel spreadsheet, sorry. And he printed out the Excel spreadsheet of every single thing that he had ever done to the car no. and handed it to the guy and said, wow. here's all the maintenance that I did. Wow. I've never seen somebody do that. (laughs) He takes it to another level, but it's great. I mean, I am not complaining because he keeps us so organized. He'll be like, I'd be like, oh my God, did we keep the receipt to whatever that TV? And he'll be like, oh yeah, it's upstairs in the file folder. That's marked TV 2015. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Okay. No, it is great. It's awesome. But I just, I'm not built that way, (laughs) which is why I married someone that is. Um, Yes. That's awesome. Work-life balance is really important. And I think that, you know, uh, for me personally, and I'll ask your opinion, uh, how important do you think keeping, you know, your health and wellness is to also your health and wellness in your business? Yeah, it's primary. I mean, it really is primary because if you crash and burn, everything goes down the toilet, right? I mean, first of all, physically you fall apart and then you can't give quality customer service to your clients. You're not, you're not there for your family and they start squawking because they're like, you're not either visually here with us or you're just sitting on the couch, like a, you know, potato. Right. Um, (laughs) So, so physically you got to be there. And then the health of your business will suffer as well if you're not giving it the time it deserves. So I think of it like a teeter-totter. I heard a speaker 
named Wayne Cordero talk about this one. It's like a teeter-totter. Remember those playground seesaws (laughs) that have all been outlawed, you know, from not being safe anymore, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, work and life, if that's on there, you don't really ever get to balance, right? So work-life balance isn't really a thing. It's probably more like work-life rhythm, he said. And you think about the fulcrum, you know, the triangle that separates the one side from the teeter-totter to the other, and you just move the fulcrum to work or to life as needed, never too long toward one side or the other, or the other one will suffer. But if you do that, you sort of let yourself off the hook a little bit with being so rigid of, I've got to spend six hours in my business and six hours with my family. Yeah, that's, that's not never going to work. Right. No, that's a really good point. I've never really thought of it that way, but that that's a good point because there really is no such thing as perfect balance, you know, um, especially when you have a, a sassy six-year-old in the house that says, mom, put your <laughs> phone down and play with me. Oh, there's, there's a sign right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is also an otter. I will say. Ah, okay. My sassy little CEO. I'm telling you, he's going to run his own company one day. Yes. Constantly. Even his teacher says he's always telling everybody what to do and you're going to do this and I'm going to do this. And this goes here and that I'm like, wow, <laughs> impressive. There we go. He's got leadership in him. <laughs> he does. He certainly does. Awesome. Well, Paul, it's been so great talking to you. Um, before we do wrap up though, I would, I know that you actually have an exciting free offer for our audience as well as I'd love for you to share where we can find you and work with you. Sure. Uh, since we've been talking leadership, uh, why don't I offer if you text 72,000, so let's open a text to 72,000 and text the words team lead, put a space in between team and lead. I'll send you my top traits of terrific team leaders. That's awesome. And uh, so it'll come to you right to your text and it'll, it'll be a one pager. And if you want more information, you can follow up with me at growingforwardservices.net. Just got a rebrand on my website, so everybody can check that out, growingforwardservices.net. And then I'll have all things Paul Casey there. And of course, uh, I'm on all the socials, as they say, as well, (laughs) uh, Growing Forward Services on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn as Paul D. Casey. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm definitely going to uh, take you up on that offer. And then also too, your, I know that your podcast hasn't come out yet, but do you have a, do you have a start date for your new national podcast? Yes. And not sure when this one's coming out with you here today, but it is January launch and uh, it's called the grow forward today podcast. And it's on uh, voiceamerica.com and it'll be a weekly show. It'll come out every Tuesday and uh, it's based on personal leadership development. So trying to niche in, you know, how, how achievers want to be the best that they can be so that then they can lead their teams well. Awesome. I love that so much. I'm definitely, I can't wait to check it out. I'll definitely be tuning in and thank you so much for being here with us today, Paul, and uh, have a wonderful new year and you're welcome back anytime. It was a pleasure. Keep growing forward, Aaron. Absolutely. Thanks, Paul. And until next time, guys. Thank you for listening to A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. Be sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you heard, make sure you share with your friends.